0: You hear this sound? This is in my backyard. Well, just beyond my backyard, there are workers there, uh, and they are redoing the pavement of a bike lane and uh, a um, uh, and and the regular pavement. And so I've been, they've been uh, working here since I think since eight o'clock this morning. I woke up with this noise. They, they have the radio on to entertain them during their work, and then. Uh, There are trucks moving back and forth with stones and there is um, another machine with an arm to get rid of the the tree roots that have grown underneath the the bike lane. It was really necessary that they redo it. It it was uh, probably like 15 years old and uh, they're uh, reconstructing a lot of the roads here around the church and my rectory. And so instead of um, trying to work with all that noise outside, I am just going to head into the woods and record another episode of The Walk. It's a little bit past um, uh, past 1.30. Uh, I just had lunch. And this is one of my Monday habits right now. So I'm trying to uh, take advantage of uh, the time between lunch and the rest of the afternoon to go for a walk just to burn some calories since I'm still not back to my regular training uh, schedule uh, because of my feet so I'm still getting used to the, the soles that they created I don't know if I shared that with you but um, maybe uh, after I introduce today's topic I'll talk a bit about that <clears throat> so and while I'm Heading for the woods for a walk, I might as well record an episode of the walk. Another option would be to play um, a video game on my on my phone that um, that you can only play while walking, um, and I'm talking about Pokémon Go, which is a game that I played last, I think, woof, in 2019. So this is way before COVID. And I recently reinstalled it. And it has to do with today's topic that I wanted to share with you. And it's the topic of how gamification currently helps me to get things done. And uh, when I say that, maybe (laughs) most of you will like, well, that's not my topic. Uh, But wait, 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 there is something um, deeper to it than just turning your life into um, a a constant video game of challenges and rewards. I think there's also a spiritual layer to this. I'll get to that uh, a bit later. So right now, as I walk on these new soles that have been custom made. So um, for those of you that missed um, uh, some of my previous episodes, I had some foot trouble. um, So the middle part of both my feet um, uh, had... Like, the, it's the tendons where the, the muscles in my, in my foot attach to my toes, or to the bones of my toes, they got irritated. And this has to do with the fact that uh, my feet muscles are... I'm getting older, so they're not as bouncy and strong as they used to be. And I probably also overdid my training um, in the summertime. And all that led to me having to um, go to a doctor and um he created um so they scanned my f- my feet with uh with a phone they use an iPhone for that and it uses the lidar scanner that is built into the iPhones to create a three-dimensional scan of both of my feet and then based on uh other the other uh data that they that he gathered during the first examination he created uh, uh, two specific 3D-printed soles that I am currently um, wearing in these regular shoes. Um, and uh, th- at first it felt really weird. It's almost as if you have like uh, something is folded up under- underneath my feet. feels very uncomfortable. But what it does is it pushes part of my foot upwards and the soles are different because both my feet are different um, and so because it pushes part of the, f- the foot up where the, uh, the muscles can't do that anymore it does alleviate a bit of that um, stress on the tendons that had been become irritated and so the, the hope is that after a couple of weeks um, the foot will have uh, kind of the, the, the irritation will be gone and I'll be able to start building up strength with regular running again and uh, uh, in the meantime I also have to do daily exercises which is oh it's so painful because you have to set so like what I do is um, you have, normally you do this on a on the stairs and you have to put your toes on the like the ledge of the staircase and then push yourself up uh, not just a few times but like for about three quarters of an hour I do these exercises and they're all meant to uh, strengthen the the muscles uh, on the lower part of my of my feet and that too in, in addition with these soles will hopefully prevent. Uh, future injury. Now, I'm I'm totally willing to undergo all that because I know that there's a reward at the end of this trajectory, and the reward is that I'll be able to go back to running, which I miss so much, and not just the running, but I I miss my my running mates. I I miss the group. I miss the interaction with my fellow athletes. And for me, it was always, you know, part of the highlights of my week is to hang out with people and while running, and you always have something to talk about. And what I also like is these are people from a totally different world than I am from. It's, they're not parishioners. Uh, well, a few of them are, but most of them are not. They work in all sorts of different fields in society, in science. Some of them work at the university. Some of them work for the government. And it's always so cool to have these conversations while we're running about all sorts of different things that have nothing to do with my work. have nothing to do with church. And it, it is just, um, it's really good for my overall balance I've been missing that for more than a month now. And I'm so eager to get back. So I think that that by the end of this week, um, I'm allowed to try out these soles on the inside of my running shoes. And then um, I'll probably do a couple of days of, of, you know, small tryouts. And then I'll uh, I'll join the running group again. So, well, since I don't have that right now, I usually go for... um, i walk every single day after, after lunchtime. It's just a way for me to make sure that I keep burning these calories, that I keep more or less fit, even though, of course, walking is not as strenuous as, as running. And then usually that doesn't burn enough calories, so I repeat it in the evening. <clears throat> and I don't like that because in the evening it's dark. We're already switched to, um, to wintertime here in Europe. Or at least in this part of Europe. And so it gets dark very early. Uh, even in the afternoon already gets dark. And it's a lot colder right now. It's uh, very windy. Everything is... Uh, like in the in the woods. Everything is muddy. As we'll probably experience in a minute. Because I'm about to enter the woods. Um, the upside is... It's beautiful because all the trees are now fully uh, orange and, and yellow. It's It's very gorgeous. But... Um, in the evening, you don't see all that because it's dark and it's cold and often rains. But I do force myself to go out every single day in the afternoon and in the evening. So, in total, I burn, I try to burn about 500, between 500 and 600 extra calories. And the way I try to motivate myself is by gamification. And this has to do with what i shared in the past few weeks with you. My discovery that I... It's pretty likely that I have at least a number of, of uh, symptoms that are akin to ADHD. And I also know, and you probably also know it because I shared it with you, that in the past I tried so many different things. To um, become more focused, to get things done, to use my time efficiently. And one of the methods in which, which I tried to do that in the past was by creating these very convoluted daily schedules where every minute of the day was part of my calendar. I had a whole system of, uh, you know, going from email to a to-do list, from my to-do list to my calendar. And it didn't work. And back then it frustrated me because in the first few weeks, <coughs> excuse me, it did seem to work but then after a while I started to get bored with it or there would be days where I couldn't I just didn't have enough energy I had these um, pretty frequent um, crashes where I would be so tired and I would get nothing done but because my calendar was so overstuffed with all sorts of to-dos and obligations and tasks I, I kept feeling that I was falling behind that I was failing and now I know, after the, what I recently discovered that I might have ADHD that this is part of um, an approach that is that is doomed to, from the beginning because this is not how my brain works it gets easily bored um, you need to, it needs challenge it needs input, it needs to be stimulated and uh, it it doesn't work really well with strict like, obligations. Um, so, if I put something in my calendar or on a to-do list, it feels like, oh, I have to do this. It's, it's, um, it's a job, it's a duty. And then, when I'm super motivated, usually in the first few weeks that I rearrange my schedule, I'm very excited, and then I have the mental energy and the willpower to get things done, and then I just give up, and I, uh, I start... Um, procrastinating or I, I just have the constant feeling that I'm behind on things and I get frustrated. So instead, what works well with my type of brain is to, first of all, instead of putting things on a to-do list or a checklist or a, um, uh, let alone in a, in a calendar, it's better to just write down what are, what are challenges, what are um tasks that you want to get done but without trying to cram it into a fixed schedule just open it up a little bit more and then the best way to get important things done is to do what um what is called habit stacking which means that it, you, there are a number of things that i don't never think about like brushing my teeth or you know uh, making my bad making yes making my bad right uh, um cooking. Uh, There there are a number of these things that I do every day and I don't have to force myself. It doesn't cost any willpower because it's just part of my routine. And the deal with habit stacking is you attach things that you want to get done and that are important, you attach them to those moments where you already are in a routine. So it becomes part of that of the the power of, of habits. And so this what I'm currently doing, walking uh, a bit after lunch, is one of those it's one of those new habits that I'm trying to create to either record a podcast like I'm doing now or just listen to an audiobook, study a bit. Um, that's what I love about audiobooks. I can basically read a book when it, wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, as long as I can just focus on the story or on the material if I'm reading a nonfiction book. Um, I can I can make that time count twice because I'm getting my calories burned plus I'm also getting the benefit of reading a new book and uh, expanding my intellectual horizon or maybe just enjoying a good story. So uh, this habit stacking is a way for me to uh, experiment with trying to increase my output without constantly having to apply this willpower or... Making it like a super, you know, heavy-duty obligation. Like if you don't do this every day, you're a failure. <laughs> and um, and so it becomes more like a game. And for um, so these, these afternoon walks, that's not a problem because it's already part of you know when I'm I've just had lunch. I usually. Waste time anyway. I'll just browse on the internet, or I never go back to work immediately because I just need that transition time. But in the evening, it's a lot harder to motivate myself to get out of the door. And so, the first thing that helped me in the past was um, to um, have those rings on my Apple Watch, and I've mentioned them multiple times here on the on the walk because I always wear my Apple Watch and. Uh, they have three types of rings, as you may know. Like there is a a, a ring that measures how many times you you stand during the day. Because it, if you sit all day long in front of a computer screen, it's super unhealthy. Um, so you set yourself a target number of times you want to get up and, and move around for a, bit, a minute. And then uh, that slowly, gradually closes the ring. Then you have another ring that measures um, workouts or times that you are... Moving uh, more vigorously, like right now, even if i don't i didn't start well, maybe I did, but even if i don't start a, like a workout like a walk or a run or a bike ride, it still looks at my heart rate, it looks at my movement, and if it 's intense enough, it will count that towards this um, activity ring, and then you 've got the the move ring, which is the hardest one to close, and that just counts the number of calories and I've currently set that to 500, it used to be 600, but that was when I was going out for a run almost every day. Um, I noticed that it was really hard to close it every day. Um, And so I I lowered it to 500 calories in that one. And once, and kind of that that idea of like, I want to close my rings and you get little rewards when you have like, like this past Sunday, I had a perfect week, which means I did um, a workout every week and, and I closed all my rings every single day. Uh, You know, that's not bad, actually. That's like 3,500 calories burned just by closing the rings, not even, you know, going out for a a run or doing regular uh, sports activities. Um, But it becomes a game. Like, oh, gosh, it's it's 10 o'clock in the evening, but I still have to close that that outer ring, you know, the, the move ring. And that really helps me to get out of the door and it's like okay it's only 200 calories i know that i can burn that probably in uh, 20 minutes and then as an extra incentive i re-downloaded pokemon go which um, is a game for the non-initiated you probably have heard of it it's a game where you walk around and uh, it uses map information from all over the world and when you walk around, uh, these Pokémon, little creatures, will appear virtually on your on your screen, and then you can try to catch them. And then everyone, uh, you know, around big buildings, you often have a gym where you can train your Pokémon. And the, these gyms are uh, usually occupied by rival Pokémons of other players. And they don't have to be there; it's just their Pokémon that are parked there, and you can try to beat them with your Pokémon. And of course, the Sometimes you find these rare Pokemons that are very strong, and then you can level them up. The way in which you do this is by walking. To find Pokemon, you have to go out there, and you have to... You you see them on the map. So sometimes there's like, oh, there's this Pokemon over there. I need to walk to the other street. It gives you a tiny little incentive, plus a little dopamine reward. Once you found that uh, Pokemon, and when you capture it, it's like double the dopamine, of course. So it's a very effective, simple way to uh, keep moving and also to get a bit of that, you know, nice dopamine that a lot of people just regularly have. But for um, people like me who are, have these ADHD symptoms, um, you are constantly in deficit of dopamine. So you're constantly looking for these little pushes that give you that extra dopamine to um, to motivate yourself and so that's i think why gamification works so well and this is slightly different from another type of gamification that i tried in the past where i used an app what was the name uh it was like an rpg to-do list so it an rpg role-playing game uh, it's usually just an adventure game where you're a knight or a wizard and you try to beat goblins and dragons and uh, it, it, you, you find spoils and treasures and that helps you to level up your gear, etc. And uh, there was... Uh, the name escapes me. Um, Habitica. So H-A-B-I-T-I-C-A. Habitica. Of course, based on, like, habit... Habitica. Um, and it was basically an RPG where you have a little dude or this princess or whatever. Uh, and you walk around and there is a bit of a story going on. You, you encounter dragons or you go into a swamp and you have to wade your way through uh, caverns. And, and the more uh, times you, you do something on your to-do list in the app, you get points And you progress. This is entirely self-regulated. So you you can just determine how many points you get for which activities, etc. But it's also very complicated. And in a sense that in order to get more points, you're you're, um, tempted, I was tempted, to put so much on that to-do list. Because every time I would do simple things like, I don't know, um, uh, making my bed, boom, 10 points. Um, and but it, the, the the negative result of that was that I had turned every aspect of my life into um, a to-do list or like a, like a to-do item, um, and of course I would always fall behind. And the thing is, you get penalized when you do that. So you log in the next morning, and then it shows you these are the to-do items that you didn't check off less yesterday. So that's minus. So many points, and then you can even lose a complete level or lose all your gear. And it had the opposite effect uh, of of what it intended. It was meant to stimulate me to um, get things done. But I got so discouraged, and, and, and I fell behind almost every single day. Because every aspect of my life was in there. But life is not always the same. It's especially not for someone like me who is just easily bored and forgets about things and gets distracted all the time so i gave up on that on Abitika. i was like oh it's way too much it's i'm trying to like you can go too far with this so the pokemon thing is a slightly similar in the sense that it 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 doesn't i tried it out now for a couple of days and even though it's fun to get back into the game and uh, it 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 gives your your quite boring neighborhood a sense of adventure because who knows what you will find around the corner where normally it's like well i know exactly what's around the corner it's just a little uh, supermarket and then a little bit farther down the road is the snack bar and that's it you know but now it's like no there is this uh, this pokemon gym and maybe i i wonder if my pokemon are still holding strong or if someone beat me and so the other day i went back to one of the gyms that i had conquered. The first day, and uh, lo and behold, someone had taken over the gym. So of course, I had to fight these Pokémon. But what I don't like is that it, it does slow you down. So every time you see a Pokémon, you have to stop because you have to throw this ball that will then magically open and try to uh, suck up this <laughs> this creature and keep it captive. Um, and I I notice that I don't like that. I, I when I'm walking, I want to see my surroundings. And that's what I love about audiobooks. I can listen to a story, but I can still look around. And I don't have to focus on every... T- I'm not constantly challenged to look around me, like, is it safe to stop here? Can I try to catch that Pokemon? Plus, you know, sometimes people look, look at you like, why is this guy standing in the middle of the road, frantically moving his finger up and down on the, on, on the screen of his phone? You know, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> it's it's very hard to play pokemon go in a um in a, in a in a subtle way people do see that your behavior changes so anyway i'm i i do not know if I'm going to continue playing it but it was fun and the reason I tried that out is that um as i've i've explained before i'm i'm not sure if it was on the walk or on the break um i i spoke about this. Uh, other Pokemon-related app that has had a fantastic impact on my overall well-being, and that is Pokemon Sleep. The same idea, you have to catch Pokemon and you try to level them up, but the only way in which you can find new Pokemon is not by walking around, but by sleeping. It's just by um, trying to get... About between eight and eight and a half hours of sleep, and also hello to try to um, uh, the more um, your overall sleep schedule is steady and you have like they measure this halfway point halfway through the night um, because of course you sometimes you wake up a little bit earlier or you go to bed a bit later um, but it does an average, and if that is the more That halfway point in your sleep is around the same time the more rewards you get, the more points you get. So it's duration and it's also having this very regular schedule. Both of which were a challenge for me. And I had a very severe case of bedtime revenge procrastination. I think that was the word, right? Where if you've had a very busy day or you have a lot on your mind... Um subconsciously, we don't we want to prolong the day, especially if in the evening you're playing video games or watching TV. Um, you don't want the day to end because you feel like you the, the day owes it to you to have that time of relaxation. And I've noticed that um, every time I work too much, or I continue to work in the evenings, for instance, And that happened quite a bit lately, where I would record a podcast um, at 10 o'clock in the evening. Or I would feel the need to go online with the Lego stream, and then it was already way past my bedtime. And then after I... I, And, you know, these are not, it's not like super hard work, but it does feel like work, and it doesn't feel like... uh, I'm actually... It's not really my time. It's time that I dedicate to my, to my audiences, to my followers. And so after recording a podcast, uh, I still felt the need to relax and unwind, and I would watch a movie, and then I would go to bed way past midnight, which, of course, created subsequent problems the next day that I couldn't focus. And I, I wanted to get out of that... Um, of that unhealthy habit of going to bed too late and, um, and and then sometimes having to recuperate sleep during the day. I felt like, how do I get a good amount of sleep? And I found this Pokemon Sleep app and it totally worked. It, it clicked from day one and I have no trouble going to bed every night. And it's actually... I go to bed at exactly the time that I have. Like there is, you set your uh, preferred bedtimes. And so for the first few weeks, I try, I try to stay close to my, um, uh, my habits at the time. And so I figured, well, if I go to bed around midnight, I'll, I'll go to bed a little bit earlier. So let's put it at 1130. And then it adds eight and a half hours to that. And then it wakes you up. But you only have... Well, you can go to bed a bit earlier or a bit later, but no more than 30 minutes before or after. And it totally worked. Because I, I know you get this warning, like it's almost bedtime. Uh, your, your Pokemon are getting sleepy. And, and then I'm, I'm maybe I'm in the middle of a movie, or I'm watching a t- TV episode of Loki or something like that. And I was like, huh... How how much is still left? Oh, I've got wait. There's 20 minutes of Loki left. It's now 10. It's now 11:30, which means I've got 10 minutes to get upstairs, brush my teeth, and put on my pajamas and sleep. I can probably make it. So I'll I'll finish this episode of Loki. But sometimes I'm in the middle of a movie, and I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna make this. Uh, this movie is still an hour to finish. So you know what? Um, I'm at a good point here to interrupt the movie, and I will watch the rest tomorrow. So, what it does, and this this works very well for my brain, is instead of telling me like in a very strict way, like it is bedtime, you have to go, this is what I used to do, like I would have this alarm on my watch and it would start to vibrate and like oh, you only have like 15 minutes, you need to wind down now. Now it's just a suggestion, it's like, hey, you want to win more Pokemon? Well, you know what? You've got uh, about half an hour to go and then you probably should get ready for bed. And then you have like still a half an hour of like margin. You decide and it, it just works. It's like, okay, I have half an hour. So I don't feel that obligation. Like, oh, I need to go to bed because it's healthy. And I know that if, if I try to force myself to go to bed at exactly the same time, every single day, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Because then sleep becomes a performance. It becomes something I, <laughs> I have to do and I have to prove myself by do. And I fail if I can't fall asleep quickly enough. And now I know the only thing that I, that is required of me with this game is I need to be in my bed and I need to have started the sleep cycle of the app. I don't have to fall asleep immediately. In fact, it's totally uh, possible for me to just read a little bit or listen to a podcast and... But it still knows that I've at least started this sleeping phase. And it will look at the quality of sleep. So you place your phone on your bed, on your mattress. So it, it measures the vibrations of your mattress, listens to your breathing. And so it can um, more or less detect, not as well as the Apple Watch, but it can see if I'm like in deep sleep and not moving at all. Or I'm in REM sleep, where I'm moving a lot, and maybe my uh, the rate of my breathing is a, is a bit faster, and so it gives you an approximation at the end of the night, of like this is how well you slept, and sometimes you know the quality is okay, like it's more like a slumber, <laughs> and I've been waking up a few times during the night, and it will it will give you um, different Pokemon, and if I slept in a very balanced way and I had like both my REM sleep and I had like regular sleep and I had deep sleep and all that was nicely balanced. I get even better Pokemon. So it encourages you in a very kind of subtle way to make sure that you get enough sleep and that you get the right type of sleep. And this has worked miracles. Like for about two weeks now, I've always slept between seven and eight hours, and sometimes even a little bit more than eight hours, every night. Um, Thanks to that little nudge, like, maybe it's bedtime, it gives me enough incentive to actually go to bed. And if I'm already in bed, even if I'm not immediately sleeping and I just want to listen to the latest news... Um, sometimes I listen to these boring podcasts about politics, and it, it uh, for me, that works just as bad, uh, just as well as a bedtime story or a lullaby. Like I listen to boring politics, and then the fact that i 'm already you know in bed and it 's nice and warm and the the room is cold enough, uh, so I completely uh, turn off the heat during the night. So it's actually super inviting to be under the, the pillows or under the, the duvet. Um, it, sleep comes more quickly than if I, would, if I would still be up and I would still be down the stairs in the chair, even though I might do the same thing, just read a book or listen to a podcast. The fact that I'm already in bed makes it much easier to fall asleep quicker. So as a result... I didn't have any problems with these, you know, days where I would completely crash and had to sleep during, during the day. Uh, I, I'm actually quite drowsy in the morning, which is a good sign. It means that uh, I, I slept well and it takes my body some time to, you know, get going. Um, and overall, I, I just feel better. And it also um, seems to have a good effect on my weight, which is where another gamification trick uh, comes into play. And where am I? I I probably should (laughs) start wrapping things up now. But um, uh, another goal that I have is is I want to um, lose a a few more pounds. um, Because I know that if I'm a little bit lighter... I can run faster and also less pressure on my feet. So this is one of the recommendations that I got is don't overtrain, but also uh, make sure you have, a, you know, a, a good weight for your size. And I'm a little bit too heavy, not nothing spectacular, but still if I can lose, um, let's say about eight, between eight and 10 kilos. Um, so that's, what is it? 20 pounds roughly, um, then it would also be less taxing on my knees, on my joints, and on my feet. So I'm very motivated for that. But how do you do that? How do you lose weight? Well, I know from experience that the only way for me, at least, may be different for other people, but the only way for me to uh, steadily lose weight and get to where I am and also maintain a healthy, um, diet because it's not just how many calories you, uh, you eat, but also what you eat. The best way for me is to just log everything I eat. And so I, um, got a subscription to an, uh, calorie counting app, Yazio. So that's Y-A-Z or Z-I-O, Yazio, I think. Um, and, um, and that works really well. It gives you, uh, Uh, a a nice graphical interface and uh, i always for me it has to be a bit you know it has to be nice looking i there's some color counters are so boring and just uh, just the, the interface itself is enough for for getting rid of any motivation for me to use it but this one is very nice and and also becomes a game so i added a little bit extra motivation so it's not just uh, the calorie counting, but I also um, signed up for a very, very light, simple, um, intermittent, intermittent fasting routine, which is just 12 and 12, because I've, I've tried more rigorous. So it means you, you can eat between for 12 hours per day and you have to not eat for 12 hours. We can only drink some tea, maybe some vegetables if you want, really are hungry. But um, I used to do like 16 and 8. So eight, you, you can eat in, in a time period of 8 hours and then you don't eat for 16 hours. But that was really hard in the long run. This is 12-12, which means um, I can eat between 9 o'clock in the morning and 9 o'clock in the evening. So I can still have breakfast. I can also have just regular dinner and maybe even have a snack. But at nine o'clock, I have to stop eating, which I think also will help me to not go for the temptation to eat like potato chips or whatever crackers when I'm or popcorn when I'm watching TV. Which is always a, a very dangerous, dangerous time of the day because it's at the end of the day. My will. Oh, wow! There's a tree that fallen in the recent storm over the road here. They cut it in half and they removed the middle part so I, can, I don't have to climb over it. Very nice. So, um, the, when my willpower is already kind of uh, uh, used up at the end of the day and I'm sitting in front of the TV, it's so, it, it's sometimes such a habit to just snack something. And that's where the calories quickly pile up, especially with the unhealthy snacks. So, um, Having this timer uh, that tells me, hey, almost! you're almost done, you're almost done. we just like 30 minutes more and then you can break your fast and start eating again. Um, also helps me, hopefully, to uh, stay on target. So my goal is around Christmas to uh, have lost, what is it, six, six, six kilos, or so like 12 pounds. And then I try to lose a few more pounds towards the beginning of the year and then i'll probably at my i'll be at my regular bmi again Um, so yeah there you have it these little games that might sound silly um but it does help me and as for the spiritual aspect of this is this is how a lot of us are wired you may think it's a bit childish and shouldn't you just, you know, is it, isn't it more noble to just do whatever you need to do out of sense of obligation or moral strength? Um, the thing is, we, we quickly run out of that and we need these small rewards. In fact, in the Bible, if you look at um, St. Paul, he uses this metaphor um, to motivate his own fellow Christians. And he says, "You know what? imagine that you're in this race and you have these runners they all want the prize, so they have to work really hard to get trained for the race and then you know once once they go for it they, they all try to become number one and, and that's how you should live your life so he uses this metaphor of challenge and reward to because he knows that this is often how we're wired, and you can translate that to all sorts of goals in your life i'm Currently, just talking about health goals but you can also say well you know what if there's this dream you want to realize but it's this big dream and you've been thinking about it for years and you feel like every day just gets gets lost and then before you know it you blink and you're a year uh older and that one dream never gets realized well the thing is if you look at it from a there maybe are ways to to turn it into more of a game instead of this big overwhelming super goal that becomes becomes so overwhelming that it paralyzes you but what if you would break it down into small challenges because that's how it works with running as well um, or any type of sports you don't run a marathon on day one no you do these little challenges well let's see if I can run five Five miles, you know, or five kilometers. Let's start with that. And then we gradually try to get, like, run a 10K. And then a month or two later, you finally run your first half marathon. And then every time you win something, you already get a bit of a reward. And that gives you new motivation to strive for the next big goal. And I, I think, well, for some of us, this might actually be a much more... um uh, efficient way or a, it, it, it works much better than, than trying to get things done just by willpower or sense of duty yes sometimes we can but if I'm totally honest at least I can't I, I'm just sometimes I'm just like uh, I don't feel like it I don't want it I don't have energy and, and then I start beating myself up because I, I'm not strong enough well you know what uh, willpower is just not the best way oops there's a bike coming behind me willpower alone is, is oftentimes just not the, the the best way to go about it and it's just like it's, it's not our, our brain work, works better with like little games and rewards and small intermittent goals so anyway that's what I wanted to share with you hope you have a wonderful week and if you have any feedback or requests for topics that you would like me to address oh bike number two um, you know how to reach me let me all let me know. I love hearing your thoughts. And uh, again, if you have any suggestions, um, I'm very much uh, open to it. If you want to hear more of this walk, I'm going to walk a few extra miles for my patrons. Uh, take a look at patreon.com. Thanks for the privilege of your time, and we'll talk soon. God bless.